right, well, uh, good evening, St. Paul's. Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for joining us on live stream tonight. As Keith said earlier, throughout December, uh, we have been in a series called Christmas Conversions, where we've been looking at some of the most enduring Christmas movies, uh, Christmas TV specials, and uh, we've been looking at uh, the ones where a character undergoes a dramatic shift in attitude or perspective, a Christmas conversion. And then we've been reflecting on how uh, those stories reflect biblical truths. And uh, so we're finishing our series tonight with a Charlie Brown Christmas. I've heard it said that when the creators of this special screened the final version, almost none of them thought it was going to be well received. Uh, in fact, uh, the director said that he was embarrassed. And one of the animators, though, had a different opinion. Uh, he was in the minority, but he said, that was the best special I've ever made, and this thing is going to run for 100 years. Well, A Charlie Brown Christmas has not run for 100 years, but it is over halfway there. Uh, this is its 55th season. It first aired in 1965. And of course, it was well received. Um, it's become a, a holiday tradition for many people to watch this, uh, as also has become uh, listening to the soundtrack by Vince Guaraldi, which is a, a holiday favorite. I know I never let a Christmas season go by without listening to that album. Now, I would say Chris, um, Charlie Brown's conversion story is not as dramatic as George Bailey's or Scrooge's or the Grinch's, but he does go through a dramatic uh, shift in attitude, and I think his story is probably the most relatable out of all of them, especially in 2020. I think that Charlie Brown is a good mascot for us in 2020, a good character to represent this year, because He's the kind of character who gives expression to our insecurity and our anxiety. At one point in the special, Charlie Brown goes to Lucy, the psychiatrist, and if you're listening on the podcast, I'm putting that in air quotes, psychiatrist. And Lucy suggests a bunch of phobias that Charlie Brown might be suffering from, and with each one he goes, I'm kind of, but not really, I don't know, that's not quite right. And then she says, maybe you have pantophobia, Charlie Brown. And he says, well, what's pantophobia? And she says, the fear of everything. And his eyes widen, and he yells, yes, that's it. That's my problem. Charlie, Charlie Brown represents that part of us that feels like the world is out to get us. And in 2020, a lot of us have felt like the world is out to get us. And like Charlie Brown, some of us are probably feeling let down this Christmas season. Uh, maybe COVID-19 has changed your plans or it's messed with your Christmas traditions. Maybe it's led you to feel unusually lonely. Uh, chances are a lot of us are feeling more Charlie Brownish than usual about Christmas this year. So when the special opens, Charlie Brown is not happy but it's hard for him to put his finger on exactly what's bothering him uh, about Christmas. He, he can't point to COVID-19 like we can this year. Uh, one source of his uh, discontent is the fact that 
he's not getting any Christmas cards. He looks into the mailbox and he sees that it's empty and he says, well, I know nobody likes me. Why do we have to have a holiday, a holiday to emphasize it? But that's not the only reason for Charlie Brown's discontent. He says he feels let down by Christmas. He feels like there isn't any magic in it, that it's all just about money, that it's become too commercialized, uh, that it's just about selling presents and getting presents, that it's all about greed. In fact, uh, when his sister Sally asks him to um, write a letter to Santa for her, uh, she, she dictates to him, please note the size of each item and send as many as possible. If it seems too complicated, make it easy on yourself. Just send money. How about tens and twenties? And when Charlie Brown hears that, he just walks away in disgust, and he says, ah, oh, even my sister. Everyone's just wrapped up in, in greed. So Lucy suggests to him that what he really needs is some sort of involvement, some kind of community involvement to lift him up out of his, his depression. So she suggests that he direct the Christmas play. And so he decides to give it a shot. But of course, doesn't go well. And no one seems interested in following his directions or learning their lines. All they want to do is listen to Schroeder, play Vince Guaraldi, and dance to it. And so Charlie Brown is very frustrated by this. He has this outburst. He throws his director's megaphone on the ground. And then when he collects himself, he decides, well, what we need is to set a Christmas mood for this play, so I'm going to go out and find a Christmas tree. So he and Linus go out to find a tree. And they go to the lot, and most of what's for sale are these big aluminum Christmas trees, which I guess were popular in the 60s. Um, and uh, if you like natural trees, you should know, this is a fun fact, that these fell out of style shortly after this special aired. And a lot of people say that Charlie Brown Christmas is what did the fad in. So if you like natural trees, give credit to Charlie Brown. But um, anyway, so they are uh, looking for a tree. And among all these aluminum Christmas trees is this one small, sparse, sad-looking little natural tree. And Charlie Brown is drawn to it. And so he brings it back to the rehearsal hall, and he puts it on the piano, and all of the other kids laugh at him. Uh, they make fun of him. They say he, he can't do anything right. Even Charlie Brown's dog, Snoopy, laughs at him. And then Charlie Brown says, everything that I do turns to a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? And then Linus says, well, sure, Charlie Brown. I know what Christmas is all about. I can tell you. And he goes to the center of the stage, and he recites the same scripture passage that the Wagstroms just read for us this evening, Luke 2, verses 8 through 14, the one about the angels appearing to the shepherds and announcing good news of great joy for all people, that a Savior has been born, and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. 
Linus says. And with that, Charlie Brown picks up the tree off the piano, and he goes out of the building, and his whole demeanor has changed. He's got a little bit of a spring in his step. He's got a smile on his face. He looks up at the stars, and he hears those scriptures ringing in his head. And he says, I'm not going to let all this commercialism ruin my Christmas. I'm going to decorate this tree. So what Linus said, what he recited from scripture, has caused Charlie Brown's insecurity and his discontent to lift, at least for a little while. That's his Christmas conversion. And I think it's pretty clear what this special is trying to communicate, which is that when we understand what Christmas is really all about, it should drive out our insecurity. It should relieve our anxiety. It should make nervous Charlie Brown-like people stand up a little taller, be a little bit more confident. It should make cynical people more hopeful. It should pro provide peace for us, even in the midst of our disappointments, even in the midst of 2020. When Linus is giving his speech, there's a little detail that's easy to miss, but it's significant. Uh, if you're familiar at all with Linus, you know that he always carries a security blanket wherever he goes. Even though his sister Lucy makes fun of him, he always has this blanket. You know, he, he has it when he's ice skating. He has it when he's talking to Charlie Brown out in the snow. Uh, he has it when he's dancing. He al always has it. And when he gets up to recite the scripture, he has it as well. But he, when he gets to the part where, in the scripture where it says, fear not, he drops it. And for the rest of the time that he's speaking, his hands are free. It's a very, very uh, simple detail that's, that's easy to miss. But what that detail is, is hinting at is that what Linus is saying should be a source of peace. It should be something that frees us from our, from our anxiety and our insecurity. Even in 2020, especially in 2020. For unto us a Savior is born, the Messiah, the Lord. Now why is that a reason for security and peace? This birth of a baby. I mean, babies are born every day. There's nothing unusual about that. Although it is true that every time it happens, we're usually in awe of it, if we're close to it. The reason is because this baby is not just any ordinary baby. He was the Lord, God in the flesh. God coming to rescue us from the foundations of our anxiety, the sources of our anxiety, sin, death, from the fear that we are unloved and worthless, from the fear that life is purposeless, that it's just this futile journey from nothing to nowhere. You know, I realize that some of you listening right now might have a hard time believing what I'm saying. You might have a hard time believing that God really did become a human being, that, was, that he was born as a baby. Uh, some of you might even have a hard time believing that God exists at all. 
Never mind believing in this thing that Christians call the incarnation. Now, if that's you, what I'd like you to think about tonight is, if it is true, this, this idea of the incarnation, that God was born as a human being, if it is true, what would that mean? Well, one thing it would mean, to put it very simply, is that the creator of the uni universe cares deeply about us because he was willing to radically humble himself. I mean, think about how radical the demonstration of God's humility would be to be born as a baby, to go from heavenly glory to a manger. The incarnation would mean that our creator is willing to go to incredible lengths to bridge the divide between himself and us. The Gospel of Matthew describes the newborn Jesus as Emmanuel. And what that word means, Emmanuel, is God with us. If God really was born as a human being, then that reveals that God is truly with us. You know, like a friend who says, I'm with you. Truly with us. You know, he's not content to watch us struggle from afar. He's not indifferent to our situation, just sitting back in the distance, spectating, judging us from afar. He wants to meet us in our struggles. And ultimately, he wants to lead us to victory. Victory over sin. Victory over death. Charlie Brown has this tendency to feel like the world is against him. But when he hears the angel's announcement, he hears in it the news that God is with him. You know, even when the mailbox doesn't have Christmas cards in it, even when people around him seem consumed by greed, even when the holiday season has become way too commercialized, even when there is a lot to be afraid of in the world, God is with him. A savior has been born. There's another scripture passage that a Charlie Brown Christmas reminds me of. It's from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. The Apostle Paul writes, Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. What does that mean? Well, what the Apostle Paul is saying here is that God has chosen to lift up the lowly. He's chosen to lift up the lowly. God has chosen to value those of low social status, of low education, those that people in society look down on, those who are marginalized, those who are left out. God values them. He, he calls them to himself, even when the rest of the world doesn't want anything to do with them. Now, Charlie Brown is, at least in his own mind, one of the lowly, right? He's not popular. Uh, he's not confident. His peers think that he can't do anything right. But when he hears the Christmas story, he stands up a little bit taller. 
And he's right to do that because the Christmas story reveals to us that God lifts up the lowly. God chose not only to become a human being, but to be born to a young couple in very humble circumstances, to be born to a young couple that was poor, um, a young couple that probably was not very well regarded by those around them, socially speaking. And on the night that he was born, the only place that he could rest on was a feeding trough for animals because there was no space anywhere else for him. God could have chosen to incarnate himself to a rich family. You know, he could have chosen to be born uh, the son of a king in wealth and prosperity. But no, he chose to identify with the lowly. And in doing that, he lifts up the lowly. He gives Charlie Brown's dignity and value. I think that the Christmas tree in this special is actually a really great symbol of this idea, that God lifts up the lowly. And I think it has a deeper meaning than we often realize. Charles Schultz, the creator of Charlie Brown, he said that the tree is meant to embody the spirit of Charlie Brown. And that's why Charlie Brown is drawn to Pickett, despite it being, you know, kind of the saddest looking tree on the whole lot. He's drawn to it because he sees himself in that tree. It's the Charlie Brown of Christmas trees, right? It is a lowly tree. But by the end of the special, what happens? Um, all the kids come together and they decorate the tree. Uh, as Linus puts it, they give the tree a little bit of love. And when they do that, it actually looks great. It fills in and it's triangular shaped and everything, and it looks nice and full. And even Charlie Brown, when he sees it, he can't, he can't believe how good it looks. And that's a great metaphor for what the Christmas story can do for us, if we let it. The Christmas story is this revelation of God's love for us. And if we let it, that revelation of love can transform us. It can lift us up out of our insecurity, out of our fear, out of our anxiety. God is with us. God is with you. Even if you feel like Charlie Brown, even if you feel like that sad, lowly little tree that nobody else wants, God has chosen to identify with you. He has come from heaven to earth to redeem you, to transform you, right? to lift you up to make you shine like that, that tree. So may you be encouraged this Christmas Eve. May you be comforted. May you feel lifted up. And may you come and adore him. Let's pray. Lord, for any of us who are feeling lowly this Christmas, feeling discouraged, feeling insecure, God, I pray that you would lift us up. Lord, I pray that you would help us to see what an amazing revelation Christmas is of your love. What an amazing revelation it is that we have reason to feel secure, to feel safe. Because in the midst of this crazy world, we also know that behind it all, 
is you. And Lord, you, you love us. You have bridged the divide. You have bridged this enormous chasm uh, between us and yourself to reach out to us. Lord, we celebrate that. We recognize that now. And Lord, we pray that that truth would transform us and give us joy. In Jesus' name, amen.